0: Please consult with a qualified fiduciary advisor about your specific situation. Annex Wealth Management is a proud member
1: of the Barron's Top Advisor List and the Financial Times Top 300. Know the difference. It's Team Tech Trust. Good morning, Southwest Florida. Here we go. Annex Wealth Management Show is on the air for Sunday, August 9th. Busy show today. We'll get right to it. Uh, D.N. Phillips coming up. Why do women start financial planning later than they should? What are the steps to take to prevent that? Ask Annex is on the way. We'll check in with Brian Fiore from Annex Wealth Management Naples. Also give you some details on upcoming webinars. we got some brand new ones and some old favorites as well. My name is Danny Clayton saying good morning to Derek Felsky, our Chief Investment Officer, Annex Wealth Management. Good morning, Danny. And Dave Spano, President, CEO, Annex Wealth Management. Good morning to you.
2: Good morning, gentlemen. And uh, we had another performance that was in the positive, Derek. The S&P 500 is now well over 3,300, and it's been a heck of a run since March.
3: It is. It was up over 2% for the week on a year-to-date basis. The S&P is now up 5%. Who would have thought that, given some of the news we heard March, April, and May? The NASDAQ is up almost 30% for the year, and even small-cap stocks, which were down over 30% for the year, are now only down 7%.
2: And what we really have to take a look at is the unemployment number, in fact, we dropped down to 10.3%, you know, right before this whole thing hit, we were at a 50-year low of unemployment in the 3% range. Obviously, we saw what happened there, but it's starting to head back down again.
3: Yeah, it is. The U.S. added 1.8 million jobs uh, last month. That was a little bit better than analysts expected, and while it did slow significantly from the job job growth numbers we saw in June and May, it does suggest that the growth rate is stalling somewhat, as we did see a little bit of an uptick in virus cases in the last month, and states pulled back on some of their reopening plans.
2: And, you know, one of the interesting things that you showed me this week was a survey by Cornell University, and some of that information said it's really unclear who's unemployed and who's not.
3: Yeah, that's right. I mean, any any number of these companies that have reopened, you know, many time, in many cases they reopened due to the fiscal stimulus package, the PPP program, if you will. And the question remains on the part of, of many people is whether they are employed or not, because many have been warned that they may become unemployed down the road if things don't change dramatically. Uh, so the the employment picture is really in flux, and that's one of the reasons why this stimulus bill that's being debated right now in Washington or you know over the weekend um, is successful, frankly.
2: And this will be the fifth stimulus package that we have seen. And I read recently this, in fact, this past week, that the amount of stimulus that has come out has surpassed the amount of GDP that we've lost. So the federal government has been here, which brings really the question of where is this money coming from and what's gonna happen to the national debt? That is certainly an an opinion that we're finding on both sides of the equation. But I think for sure what you're seeing is the jobless picture is uncertain, but we're gonna have to pay attention to it. I think it comes, Derek, from where the vaccine, if we do have a vaccine down the road.
3: No, oh, absolutely. I think that's the key to the, the scenario for the second half recovery and the continuation of what we've seen is mainly be defined as a V recovery. We, got, we hit incredibly weak levels uh, in March and April. Uh, we certainly improved dramatically in May, June, and July. And for the, the recovery to continue, I think, you know, these epicenter stocks, the, the areas of the market and industries that got hit the hardest by the shutdown, they need to rebound because big tech can't carry this market all by itself.
2: And we saw a survey from one of the uh, analysts that we use out of New York and they said the two things that we're really going to need is one is a vaccine and number two is just time because we know it's going to pass. How long is it going to it take for this to pass? But let's uh, let's switch gears a little bit and talk about earnings. The earnings reports have been better than expected.
3: Yeah, they have. Uh, in the second quarter, we have about 85 percent of the companies that have reported earnings thus far have, have beaten analyst estimates uh, with a big various variation on positive surprises. Roughly 70% have beaten on the revenue line. And so while the year-over-year earnings growth for the S&P 500 is down about 33% year-over-year, it's much better than what people thought just a few weeks ago. And we we will continue to see negative comparisons. And by that, I mean negative year-over-year growth rates for the balance of the year, but they will become less negative than they were previously.
2: And real quickly, you know, the S&P 500 has an aggregate earnings number and we had started the year with about $165 of aggregate earnings in the S&P 500. We're nowhere near that. In fact, we may not see $165 until 2021 or even 2022.
1: We are looking down the road at everything, folks. If you need a good guide for what is next, head to our website, annexwealth.com, check out our story, know the difference. We always say it, it is Team Tech Trust. One of the biggest things is we are a fee only fiduciary. And we'll tell you what, if you're with somebody else, ask your advisor, are you a fiduciary? If they say yes, get it in writing. Again, the website, annexwealth.com. Click that get started button. Annex Wealth Management Show, ninety two five Fox News. I'm Dave Spano
2: from Annex Wealth Management. Throughout the pandemic, we've stayed in the fight and have consistently said, don't let your emotions guide your financial plan. I know seeing your retirement plan come under attack is hard to take. Now is the time to start a conversation with Annex Wealth Management for fee-only fiduciary guidance. We can help and we are ready. AnnexWealth.com. Click the Get Started button. The time is now. Be ready for what's next. I'm Dave Spano from Annex Wealth Management. Let's talk soon.
0: Team Tech. Trust. Straight talk from a fee-only
1: fiduciary. It's time to know the difference. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show. Know the difference? It's Team Tech Trust, team segment. Deanne Phillips, CFP, CDFA, Director of Client Learning and Development at Annex Wealth Management. Hey, Deanne. Hey, Danny. You want the good news or the bad news? Oh, the
4: good news, please.
1: Thank you. Okay, here's the good news Women outlive their male counterparts by six to eight years. Now, I
4: don't know if my husband would think (laughs) that's good news. Well, I know, and I'm a guy
1: (laughs) delivering that news. The bad news is is that women tend to wind up as the caregivers for ailing parents or significant others.
4: Not to mention children, too. Right.
1: With that in mind, it's not... A surprise that the 2019 Trust and Estates Women and Wealth Survey found women aren't starting their planning nearly early enough. I'm preaching to the choir.
4: Right. No, the, uh, you absolutely are. That's very true. You never know when an incident will hit. But unfortunately, the survey showed that over 50 percent of women wait until something happens, death, divorce, disability, something major in their lives, where they take a look and say, oh, my gosh, I better engage help. I mean, more good news on the women front, though, is... Women as a whole tend to be more comfortable initially asking for help. Mm. It's just... They're not asking and planning early enough right now, statistically. They're waiting until there's emotional turmoil going on. And it's very difficult to do the kind of decisioning that is really needed for long term financial planning when you're in that going through that emotional turmoil.
1: Is this a version of when a guy won't stop and ask for directions? Yes. That's good. That's true. How about this? Is this stat true? 80% of women die single, and that could mean winnowed, meaning they're left to foot their own medical and long-term care, especially if long-term care has been depleted, maybe for caring, caring for a spouse. You
4: know, what's really unfortunate is the average age of widowhood still stands in the late 50s, like 58, 59 years old, and that's so young, but you know, that statistic, when you think about it, pretty daunting, you know, because at that point you're already going to be, if you stay single, down a social security check. I mean, think about it. You and I are married. We both have our working. By the time we have that retirement together, we've got double the social security income at least coming in so there definitely needs to be contingency planning that happens kind of to get women prepared for this outlivingness way before they're 50 years old now if you're listening out there and like me you say whoops I missed that target what mm-hmm. do I do it's never too late to start um, this is why we give the women and wealth workshops that we do Danny and why Annex has such a a long term good relationship with education in general, particularly of women.
1: The topic is women that aren't starting their financial planning, retirement planning, nearly early enough. And I've got to ask WWDP, which
4: is,
1: (laughs) what would Deanne Phillips do? What do you suggest?
4: Sure. So I have some suggestions. First off, we need to have access to that emergency fund, putting that money away that we can tap into at any time. Women as a whole, we like cash as a whole, but we need to be good custodians of that cash and put it to work smartly. So there are resources that can keep the money liquid, but... uh, continue to have you safe. So that emergency fund. Know your credit also. Know the credit of your spouse too. Very important. That will guide, you know, if there is something that changes your status in the future, your accessibility to housing, to utilities, all that. you got to keep know your credit score, keep it good. There it's, are ways to improve it. It's, so a spouse's
1: not, 820 credit score is not the other spouse's, huh?
4: It's not necessarily so, no. So you need to check them both. Um, have a centralized location for your very important papers. So, you know, we here at Annex have something that we call What My Family Needs to Know, a grab-and-go binder. Mm-hmm. That's electronic, writable PDF, where people can put in things like if you and I are married again Danny go mm-hmm. back to this and you pay all the bills online let's see this would be my chance to be able to capture what's the URL you go to, how much do you pay, how does this work, right? What's your password, right? What's your username when you log in? These are really important things, but a lot of times one spouse takes care of the budgeting, the other might take care of the investments, and this is just a chance before tragedy, or before a life-changing thing to coordinate those efforts.
1: And it's not too late, right? If somebody oh, no. needs to reach out to your financial planner, uh, establish a relationship with a good fiduciary for- for sure, like Annex Wealth Management right. and get that stuff in place and in order because it's super duper important.
4: That's really important. So we're not going to um, sit there and say, wow, there's somebody who's fearful in front of us. Let's sell them a product against that. It, it, we as a fiduciary are not going to push a product. We're going to do comprehensive financial planning for you and partner with you in your success and make sure that your ducks are in a row for things.
1: Deanne Phillips, CFP, CDFA and Director of Client Learning and Development at Annex Wealth Management. Thanks for your time.
4: Hey, thanks having me. We keep hearing unprecedented during this pandemic. From a financial perspective, we've seen a lot of this before. Market plunges, global pandemics, high unemployment. Everyone has an opinion. And frankly, it's hard to know who to trust. You need a steady, independent voice. Annex Wealth Management has decades of experience helping clients navigate. You don't need a sales pitch. You need an assessment of where you are, where you're headed, and how we can help. AnnexWealth.com. If not now, when? Know the difference. Annex Wealth Management.
0: Custom tailored investment and retirement planning from a fee only fiduciary.
1: Know the difference. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show. We're back. It's time for Ask Annex. Got a question for us? Head to our website, annexwealth.com. Look for that ask
3: button. Our first one is from Roger. What do you make of the increase in the price of gold? Well, gold is certainly at a spectacular year in, in 2020. And, you know, frankly, I was surprised that gold didn't start this move to the upside earlier, you know, 20 in 2019, even in 2018, as we saw the Fed continue to expand the balance sheet. And we also saw government indebtedness continue to climb. But, but generally speaking, gold is, is rallying as the U.S. dollar has gone down. And the reason that is is gold is primarily denominated in dollars. As the value of the dollar goes down, the value of the gold essentially in dollar terms goes up. And, and that's primarily a flight to safety. People are a little concerned about what's happening with currencies, that they've generally been debased, that the pile of debt that the U.S. government and other central banks have piled on is continuing to grow, and it's a store of value. You know, you just
2: mentioned the fact that gold is priced in dollars, but almost all commodities are priced in U.S. dollars. So doesn't that argue for other commodities such as silver and other places?
3: Yeah, we've seen silver roughly double. We've seen the price of copper hit multi-year highs. So commodities have generally been on the rise. But the thing I think is implicit in this question is what does that mean for inflation going forward? Because obviously with so much global indebtedness, if interest rates would arrive considerably, that could really slow economic growth. And until you see wage inflation, I don't think you have to really worry about inflation. And with an unemployment rate north of 10% in the United States, I don't think you're going to see a whole lot in terms of wage inflation anytime soon.
2: Now, the other thing that is part of this is what are called real yields. And now we talk about inflation, we talk about low interest rates. They are combined.
3: They are. And essentially a higher re- real yield means that investors demand more protection from inflation. And right now, the real yield continues to go down, which, again, is another reason why gold has been rallying, because there's no cost of carry. Historically, the price of gold was limited in the sense that it paid no dividend, essentially is never created nor destroyed. And as a result, it was a pure commodity in the sense it was only worth what someone was willing to pay. But in an environment where real yields are declining, the cost of holding gold as a store of value is diminished. It's
1: Ask Annex got a question for us our website annexwealth.com look for that ask button I'm going to combine two of these uh, questions first one is from David is there a way to protect my 401k this coming election the second is from Anthony if there's a change in administration when should my investments change
2: Yeah good question they, they are similar in the fact that there's a change in administration should there be a change in investment policy now I would warn people that doesn't matter what side of the aisle that you sit and I'm sure you're passionate about it, because most people are. You know, when President Obama was elected, I can't tell you how many clients that came to us and said, "We're running for the hills. We're selling everything, and, and let's make some changes." That same argument from the other side of the aisle was, "Well, Trump is getting elected, therefore let's sell everything." And they've both been wrong. Okay, so don't make a change until we know what we know, and that means let's wait till after the election. Let's see what the Congress looks like, and if there needs to be a change because a change in tax policy, a change in fiscal policy. We'll we address it at that time.
1: Is that like days, weeks, months?
2: Well, you, I mean, we have to see how it settles out. And I read an article this past week that some 80% of people think that the uh, election is going to be compromised. So, you know, maybe it's a Florida hanging Chad thing again, who knows? So I would say let's, let's get to all the facts and circumstances first.
1: Buckle up, ladies and gentlemen, may I, we suggest that free portfolio analysis? All right. Uh, this next one is via text. Consumer spending in June is up and has to be a good sign for future GDP. It's not a question as much as a statement. Is that well, true?
3: Well, you would think so. I mean, well, One of the things that astounded me about the second quarter GDP result inside there, it showed that personal income actually was up 7.3%. In the second quarter from the prior three months which you don't typically see in the midst of a recession well why did that happen well it happened because the federal government provided stimulus in the in the form of enhanced unemployed bene, unemployment benefits the 1200 dollars checks per person plus 500 per child uh, that were paid out in the second quarter so income actually went up so i would not use the june retail sales number as a as a prognostication of what third-quarter GDP is going to look like. In fact, that's one of the reasons why this fiscal stimulus package that's being debated in Congress right now is very important because the U.S. economy is starting to weaken and stimulus is needed. Ask
1: Annex, you've got a question, annexwealth.com. This one's from
3: Adam. What happens if big tech is broken up? What was the last thing that was broken up? Was it the phone companies? I mean it was a long time. ago. And look what happened there, right. Right. Well years ago there was you know, there was Standard Oil, there was the phone companies. You know, there was some discussion about breaking off or, or eliminating Microsoft's market power, which took re- relatively a decade to, to unwind. But generally speaking, the big tech is going to become under increasing attack, and it really depends on which administration remains in power. But I would expect either way they're going to be under heavy scrutiny because they're putting a lot of smaller businesses out of business. So generally speaking, when that kind of thing happens, and you have to face off in Washington day after day, week after week, year after year, it causes you to miss you know miss the ball. It causes you to focus on things that don't help your growth rate, and adds to legislative and administrative burdens that are incalculable. Really,
1: ask Annex. Got a question for us? annexwealth.com, look for the ask button. Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News, joined by Brian Fiore, Wealth Manager and Branch Director, Annex Wealth Management Naples. Good morning, Brian. Good morning, Danny. COVID-19 turned the investing world upside down. It ended the 11-year bull market, dropped us into recession, and we are not out of the woods yet. So, Brian, it's probably a question you get all the time. Is this a risky time to even start investing?
5: Good question, and yes, we do hear that a lot, don't we? There is obviously always risk in investing. Two quotes come to mind when, when I hear the question. The first one, I am not sure who to credit the quote to, but quote goes, some folks seek opportunity and a calamity, and some folks seek calamity and an opportunity. We at Annex are risk managers and we actively manage opportunities. And another quote comes to mind from Warren Buffett. He's earned the right to be quoted bad news is an investor's best friend. It lets you buy a slice of America's future at a marked down price. Well known value investing approach,
1: you know, investing in America or, or when things are on sale. So, Brian, if people are currently invested and they're worried about volatility, what should be their viewpoint of what's going on now, how they're sitting, how they're looking?
5: You know, let's start by looking at your game plan. You know, me, for example, I have a son going into second year of college. I have a daughter who is a senior in high school. So the money or assets that are in the game plan for those expenses coming up for them, they're in safety-seeking vehicles. I'm not, you know, it's kind of like your rainy, rainy day fund. Your six to 12 months living expenses, we're not taking risk with those. But assets that you already have invested other than that, that's where you can look at what's the three-year, five-year plus, what kind of things can I put my money in where money may be flowing into that area where they'll be worth more than they are now a good time when you have a year like this to reevaluate what you have and why you have it and where do you think the value will be in the future.
1: Kind of a loaded question, I think I know the answer. Despite this recession, what's your opinion on investing now looking to the future?
5: Consistently you know, evaluate what you own, but go back to your plan. Go back to your game plan. Do you have your six to twelve months of expenses covered in safety seeking vehicles, other assets? What do you have them earmarked for or are you just trying to grow them prudently? And then you know, choose investments where you think that's going to be the case. We're at Annex, we're actively managing opportunities like that. So in the next one, three, five years, where do we think we're going to be able to prudently grow the assets that we need to grow?
1: If you're looking for a solid plan, head to our website, AnnexWealth.com, click that Get Started button, meet Brian Fiore and the team at Annex Wealth Management in Naples.
5: Absolutely. And
1: Southwest Florida, we're looking forward to meeting you. Brian Fiore, Branch Director, Annex Wealth Management in Naples. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Danny. We'll be back in 30 seconds. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. I'm
2: Dave Spano from Annex Wealth Management. Throughout the pandemic, we've stayed in the fight and have consistently said, don't let your emotions guide your financial plan. I know seeing your retirement plan come under attack is hard to take. Now is the time to start a conversation with Annex Wealth Management for fee only fiduciary guidance. We can help and we are ready. Annexwealth.com. Click the Get Started button. The time is now. Be ready for what's next. I'm Dave Spano from Annex Wealth Management. Let's talk soon.
0: Team, tech, trust, and a fee only fiduciary model that works in your best interest. Can your advisors say that? This is the Annex
1: Wealth Management Show. And we're back, Annex Wealth Management Show on 92.5 Fox News. Quick update, got some upcoming webinars, uh, a new one, and then a couple of our favorites. One is called Pandemic Proof Retirement Planning. That happens on the 24th. I know that's down the road a little bit. Just want to get that on your radar. How the Secure Act changes your retirement, that happens also later on this month. And the annuity enigma, if you have annuities in your portfolio, how do they work? Do they belong? Um, we. This is one of our most popular. In fact, folks, if you have questions about any thing, especially annuities, head to our website, go to annexwealth.com and click that get started button. I'm Danny Clayton, Dirk Felsky, our chief investment officer is here from Annex Wealth Management and Dave Spano, our president and CEO.
2: And the reason why, Danny, we want to talk about annuities, not that we're going to sell them because we don't sell them, but a lot of people are stuck in them and they don't know what to do with them or how much it costs. And that's the reason why we say we'll do a free review so you understand what is in that contract and what kind of fees are attached to it. By the way, when we started the show earlier today, Derek, we were talking about aggregate earnings of the S&P 500. And I think it's a very important conversation because if you total up all of the earnings, Apple has so many dollars per share and so on, and you put that together, you got a number. And that $165 was the aggregate number going into the beginning of the year and we were supposed to pick up ten dollars. Well that is not even close to what the case is right now.
3: No, and then that's really one of the challenges you know we face as an investment committee is how to allocate money based on you know based on you know avoiding you know unnecessary risks. And and currently the valuation, if you were to assume that we're gonna earn in twenty in twenty twenty one what we earned in twenty nineteen, we're already trading at about twenty-two times that number and, and valuation historically is a difficult timing tool, and you know, when you combine that with where, how low interest rates are, it does justify a premium valuation, but there's a lot of good news baked in, and that's why it's really important to see how this economy recovers, because if it doesn't recover like the analysts believe, and those, that 163 number does assume somewhat of a V recovery, uh, those estimates could be too high.
2: Now, remember, that 163 that they came out at the beginning of the year did not have an economic shutdown, did not have 10 to 15% unemployment, and the profit scenario that we are having now was in a totally different place. So this is an interesting time. Both of you and I have been doing this for well over 30 years. This is a difficult time, which is the reason why people have to go through and understand what they are buying. Just don't blindly go out and buy one of these indexes and not know what's in it. Understand what you want.
3: Yeah, I'm, I'm a little afraid that we've been seeing some fear of missing out buying recently for sure. I mean, we've seen stocks go up on, on news that have been reported a week earlier, even when it's regurgitated. And that, that always makes me a little bit nervous. Uh, the other thing we have to factor in too, though, is that 165 number is assuming no change in corporate taxes. And we all know that if the Democrats were to win the, the presidency and, and especially if they were to win the Senate, the taxes on corporations would likely go up sharply higher. In fact, it may cut as much as 10 percent from estimates, which then makes the current valuation even more problematic.
2: And so we saw a snap survey this week and it asked a number of institutional money managers, what are the biggest risks that they foresee going forward? And of course, obviously, a second wave of the virus clearly was there clearly the china u.s issues beginning to deteriorate it was on that list but number one on the list would be just what you said a democratic sweep now i'm not making a political point here but we're saying professional investors are concerned about this
3: given the magnitude of the advance one really has to be selective going forward as we approach the election Thank you. Derek Felski, our Chief Investment
1: Officer, Annex Wealth Management. Dave Spano, our President and CEO of Annex Wealth Management. As we've been saying, there's going to be a lot going on from here on out. It is a twisty, bumpy road. If we can help, head to our website, AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. Know the difference, folks. It's Team Tech Trust. We're a Barron's top advisor, four-time member of the Financial Times, top 300, fee-only fiduciary partner. Have a great one. See you in a week. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. The Annex Wealth Management.